you're about to hear the third episode of our Patreon-only podcast, Okay Love You Hi. Don't worry, you don't have to listen in order, but the first two episodes are on our Riverdale and the 100 feeds. We're releasing the first five episodes on each of our five podcast feeds, so make sure that you're subscribed to all five so that you don't miss one. You can join our Patreon at the $10 tier to get access to this bi-weekly show, and along with early access at the $1 tier, and Aficionados Discord server is now available at the $2 level. If you join a higher level, you also get all the levels below it, so please check it out and enjoy episode three. Okay, love you, hi! This is a Patreon-only podcast from the Aficionados Podcast Network. If you're hearing this, you know who we are. I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm Brittany. And I'm Sam. This podcast is a bi-weekly account of topics that we want to talk about. The first five episodes of this podcast are going to be going up a week later on our five various podcast feeds. So the first five episodes are going to have like a slight theme to each podcast. After that, all bets are off and we get to talk about whatever we want. <laughs> That's when the chaos is going to reign, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think oh, so for too. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we use OKLY for this show and as a Patreon sponsor over $2, go check out the Oakley section of our Discord server to talk to others about this show and all of our other ones. Uh, this episode is going up on our Stranger Things feed, so we're going to be talking about our favorite, like, throwback media. And the way that I qualified that was, like, stuff that came out before we were born that we <laughs> like. Cool. Initially, we were going to do 80s, but Robin really wants to talk about Wonderwall, and uh, I think she's valid. I just wanted to say, if I... What a great segue just into the first one. <laughs> oh, we love a good segue. <laughs> Wonderwall came out the year that I was born, which feels mm-hmm. like... So perfect. However, I was born in the early quarter. One might even say the first. The first quarter of 1995. (laughs) And Brittany and I looked it up today, and Wonderwall did come out in October of 1995. So technically you're cheating. So technically I'm cheating. I don't think it's cheating, though, because it's the year. It is the year. We said before you were born. You're right. She was. You're right. Never mind. I won't be talking about Wonderwall. (laughs) I, you're fine to talk about Wonderwall, but I'm just saying that Robin was like a crisp eight months old. I don't know. A crisp eight eight months. Yeah, no, you're totally right, Sam. I simply am name dropping Wonderwall and I'm not actually talking about it. No, carry on, carry on. Wonderwall is just a beautiful song, I think. I think that it, it has been memefied, and I'm not saying that, that it was uh, unjustly memefied. <laughs> yeah, we're not even sure what it's about. My problem is when people say that it's not a good song because it's a meme. It's a meme because it's a good no, song. No, it, it's, like yeah. it's like Africa. You don't really know yeah. what the song's about, but you know you like it. Well, it's a simple tune that people can play on the guitar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's anyway, simple. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. Right. Yeah. It's simple, but it's also beautiful. Yeah. You know, like it's pretty sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why most people like learn it first on the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just saying that more buskers should play it. And then I would give them money because it's like my favorite song. Okay. It's a beautiful, it's a love song. It says, you're my Wonderwall. And no one really knows what a Wonderwall is or what a Wonderwall means. They made up a whole new word to, <laughs> to explain their love. Hello? No one knows what it means. It's provocative. <laughs> it also, like, one of the other reasons why I love Wonderwall is because in... The Lost episodes, uh, Flashes Before Your Eyes, Charlie is busking, singing Wonderwall, and Desmond walks up. And so the whole thing of maybe you're going to be the one that saves me is so important in season three of Lost. Mm -hmm. If you haven't finished season three of Lost, look away! Look over there! Look over there! (laughs) Desmond spends like the entire season saving Charlie, and then at the end of 
the season. Charlie is the one that saves Desmond, mm-hmm. ultimately. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hello. Thank you. That is my defense of Wonderwall. I support you. I think it's a good defense because I think it's a good song. The thing that makes me really sad is the fact that apparently the people of Oasis really they hate, really it. hate it. Yeah. And I think oh, it's that be- is sad. It is. And I think that it's it's probably because they hear it a lot and because it's been memefied and not necessarily because it's a bad song. I It makes me really sad when celebrities hate the thing that they're the most popular for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like the gratitude. Yeah, exactly. But I like all of it. the fame that you have from this one thing is like so much more appealing to me than I hate the thing that makes me popular. Don't you want to hear any of our other songs? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like okay, I know but the like, other songs too. It's fine. The other ones are also good. Well, I just also want to hear the one that I love the most. Okay. Well, whatever song you choose for your encore is the one that you should be most gratif- like feel the most gratitude for, I think. The fact that Zac Efron is like, what's High School Musical? I've never heard of it. Makes me deeply upset. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think you're valid. You're valid. Was. Do you think you would love Wonderwall as much if it hadn't been in Lost? No. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that part sense. of it. And I think yeah. it's just like the way that they use it, the fact that they chose that specific mm-hmm. t- song. I don't know if it was a meme at the time back in 2007, I think is when it was on, or maybe 2006. I don't know if it was a meme at that time, but like... The fact that they used it so perfectly, it being, like, a busker's song, and then, like, it explaining the relationship between the two main characters who are in the scene so beautifully is, Mm -hmm. like, (sighs) Damon, Carlton, I applaud you every day of my life. (laughs) I wonder if it was a meme. I feel like maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, when when did did the first meme meme occur? Yeah. I don't know. Who's to say? (laughs) So there's Wonderwall. (laughs) Anyway, so there's Wonderwall. That was very well done, Bobbin. I feel very passionate about Wonderwall. I know. And you have an ability to manifest that song everywhere. It's so weird. It follows you around and it's uh, delightful. It's eerie. I put it in like every playlist that I ever make because it always works no matter, even if it doesn't work, I make it work in my brain. Um, But then then sometimes it happens not even when I'm playing a playlist that I made. Sometimes it just happens in the No, when we're in public it happens. It's very weird. And then we've all decided that if something's playing, one of us has, like, the controls of, like, the DJ yeah. booth of the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, it's Robin or Sam who have it. We have the universal ox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless Lady Gaga's on it, then Brittany has then it. Brittany has it. But I never get to keep it for long. <laughs> My mom forced me to listen to a lot of 70s music, mm. so a lot of this is just, like, I had to listen to the Bee Gees growing up, you know? Okay. I was gonna talk about the Bee Gees, too! <laughs> <laughs> Right, so back to me. Um, <laughs> the Bee Gees, except I never listened to the 80s Bee Gees. No, I only listened to the, yeah. like... I didn't know that the Bee Gees were the one who, ones who sang Staying Alive until I was in high school. That's so weird. Because my aunt was a huge, well, she still is, a huge Bee Gees fan, and I would only hear the later stuff. Um, Why? Why? Because it, it's better? <gasps> I'm just, like, more of a fan of that than, like, disco, and also it's part of like me growing up like we would put in that album to go on every road trip ever yeah Yeah, all of the music that I was like exposed to as a kid was road trip music because my family would spend so much time in the car going back and forth between the states and Canada anyway let me just really quickly grab you the name of that album so that like all of you I'm gonna move on from the Bee Gees pretty quick here but I need to uh okay it came out in 2001 is this album it's called this is where I came in and, yeah, just, like, half the album is, like, my entire childhood, and I don't know hardly any other Bee Gees song. Um, my favorite ones in particular are Embrace, Deja Vu, and Man in the Middle. 
but we are all, me and my cousins, contractually obligated <laughs> to play Wedding Day on our wedding day. Oh my so, god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check out the 2001 Bee Gees album, This Is Where I Came In. I recommend it. That's extremely cute. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know you were going to pull from like 2001. I, yeah. was I know, like, isn't that weird? I was like, the, the Bee Gees are still weird. around. <laughs> 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 It's their, like, not most recent, but, oh, that's because 2020 shouldn't count. Is this old? Is that's this, gotta be a Yeah, it's like a, it's album. like a greatest hit. So I guess it was their most recent album, 2001. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Work. As anyone who knows me knows. What? I love 80s music. What? <laughs> knows me knows. So yeah, I have an astronomical list that doesn't even, like, include all of the... 80s music that I actually love, but like some of the artists that I wrote down are like Toto and like Genesis and then Phil Collins and also Peter Gabriel. Mm. Cher, wow, Phil Collins, right? He just he just did the most. <laughs> he didn't have to, <laughs> but, he, but he always did. Yeah. He really did. He understood the assignment. <clears throat> Cher, Whitney Houston, uh, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, David Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, Tina Turner, Blondie, Bruce Springsteen. And then, like, also 80s country, so, like, Reba and, like, Garth Brooks and Dolly Parton and... How the hell did you come across all this music? My parents, probably. Okay. I wasn't, like, forbidden from listening to, like, pop music or whatever, but, like, when we were in the car, we listened to 80s music and country music, and so that's how I absorbed it all. And then, like, there's a sideboard at the end of the hallway in my parents' house that is just... Filled. I don't know if it still is, but during my childhood, it was filled with their old cassette tapes, and I would just listen to their old cassette tapes and love jam music. out. <laughs> yeah, so I just found it that way, and it's just very good. So I mean, I like that we're in the middle of like an '80s music like resurgence, where like my everyone rights. is in with the vibes right now, and I, I really like that. I manifested it. It's true, you did. Yeah. I like the originals, too, but I'm also really loving, like, the new, like, remixes of them. Those mm-hmm. are really yeah. fun. Yeah. I, one of my favorite playlists that I've ever made is my FP and Alice Midnight Club playlist, mm-hmm. and it's all mm-hmm. covers of 80s songs, so it's, like, vibes. It's very good. <laughs> I did take the time to say my top five 80s songs, which I decided instinctually before this podcast. Okay. And those are as follows. Okay. Should I go from five to one or one? Five to, five? to one for mm. sure. Okay, okay. Number five, If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Taste. Four is Brittany and I's, like, wedding song, which is Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. Three is Africa by Toto. I know. Two I'm surprised. Shocking. Yes. That's a surprise. I, yeah, Shocking. I am, yeah, I'm surprised that it's actually not higher. <laughs> uh, Sam has Africa by Toto merch. I do. sure I does. Do have the, I have the shirt. Number two is Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Okay. And number one is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Oh. Uh, if you had given me a guess for Yeah, I one, should have, like, let you guys guess what was yeah. ahead of Africa before I said it. The two that I really um, associate, or the ones that I associate with you are Africa, Heaven is a Place on Earth, and In Your Eyes. So, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense that all of those are mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. None of that was surprising. <laughs> I also, I started building a playlist uh, specifically of my favorite 80s songs in general, just to go out, like, when this pod goes out for fun. And I also want to say that Hysteria by Def Leppard is a perfect album where there are also no skips. Um, Damn. All right. I think I stole that cassette tape from my parents and played it in my, like, car that had a cassette player, like, all through college. Mm-hmm. Wow. Man, I, like, 
<laughs> I had no exposure to cassettes. Really? Yeah, like, I, I was born in 89 and stuff, but I think the only cassettes that we had were the Harry Potter audiobooks. Nice. But everything else, like, my mom had, like, dedicated CD, like, cases that were always perfectly organized in our <laughs> in our van. My parents had tons and tons of CD CDs, like, after, but, like, the original stuff was all on cassettes. Like, we only started getting CDs, like, after I was there, and they already had a cassette collection built up. That makes sense. Before I was there. <laughs> yeah, I think that, like sums up my my hot takes about 80s music but I could talk about 80s music endlessly given prompts <laughs> it's true um, I have heard you talk about 80s music a lot but it's because yeah. you have such good taste it's just so good and like the synth vibes and like the energy of 80s music is so high and like you know my just, mom's hot take about 80s music she hates Belinda Carlisle She's incorrect. Which I think is going to be really funny because our wedding song is that. Yeah. So, um... Her I love Belinda. How can you hate her? Exactly! Right. I love the idea of making my mom suffer. Like, you know? <laughs> she... We got in the car last time we were visiting your mom, and there was a go-go song on in the car, and I was like, hey, why do you change the station? And she was like... I hate Belinda Carlisle. And I was like, I have bad news about our wedding song. Like, literally, that's why, like, when people are, like, throwback things, I'm like, my mom actually aggressively kept up with, like, current music. Mm -hmm. Unless it was 70s music. So yeah. I have such a weird, skewed, like, vision of the 80s. Your mom scoots right past the 80s. Oh, 100%. I think she hated being in the 80s. <laughs> Which is, like... She has to be the only person who yeah. hated it. Whatever. <laughs> 80s music is great. I'm going to make a playlist for you guys. And uh, if you want to talk to me about your favorite 80s songs, feel free. Hell yeah. I think I have one more music thing. Or do you have another music thing? No. Okay. I have very little. Other than like my mom and my sister both loved Michael Jackson. That's mm. about all I got for you. My other music one that I wanted to bring up was the Beatles. What I mean, what can you say? I, <laughs> okay. I, I think... <laughs> ultimately, like, I like a lot of Beatles songs, mm -hmm. but I think ultimately, given the full discography of the Beatles, I think I like, like, maybe 15% of the Beatles Oh, songs. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, for sure. I feel like that's normal. Yeah. I know. Like, I think I like... Well, like, like, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like, like, 10 or 15 of them, mm -hmm. and I'm like, but ultimately, if you go on their Spotify and you see how many actual mm -hmm. Beatles songs there are, you're like, yikes. Okay, so I... Maybe I don't like the Beatles. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I do like them, but... Maybe not enough. I don't know. <laughs> the ways that I kind of like got into the into the Beatles was when I was in middle school, I loved the Jonas Brothers. Then the Jonas Brothers broke up. I'm so sorry. I know. So then in 2009, a new boy band came on the scene and they were called Big Time Rush. <laughs> Big Time Rush aren't together anymore either, unfortunately. But they had an absolutely lovely Nickelodeon TV show, which is on American Netflix now. But not on Canadian Netflix. So go watch Big Time Rush if you have uh, available on uh, American Netflix. And please let me know if Big Time Movie is on there. I want to know if Big Time Movie is also available. We need to get you a VPN. <laughs> they're, they're a boy band in the show, basically. They, they go to Hollywood and they make their boy band lives happen. It's very funny. I think it's very good. Anyway, in Big Time Movie, they go to London uh -huh. and all of the songs in the movie are covers of Beatles songs. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not a bad idea. So that's how I know a lot of the Beatles songs yeah. is from Big Time Movie. And you also really love Yesterday. 
Yes, exactly. That's the other thing I was going to talk about. So it's, I think it came out in like 2018 or 2019, but it was basically a movie about this guy who um, like gets in an accident and then at the same time there's like a huge power outage around the world and then when he wakes up in the hospital it turns out nobody re remembers the Beatles except for him. And since he's a musician, he decides that he's going to re-record the Beatles songs and so that everybody in the world can like still have them and also he kind of gets to be famous also. I and love that idea. Shenanigans is in Sue. It's in my top five favorite movies. I love it. So those are the, that's the Beatles <laughs> era of my of Robin. heart. And I would say that my favorite Beatles songs are not in any particular order. We Can Work It Out, Eleanor Rigby. I've got a, a place in my heart for Hey Jude, but you cut it off after four minutes. That song is too long. I don't know if that's blasphemous. <laughs> that's such but, a hot take. But it's too long and it's the same thing over and over again. <laughs> it's right. very good the first time. Okay. <laughs> and then I'm definitely forgetting other ones. Oh, uh, Obla Diabla Da. I, sure, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that. My favorite thing about the Beatles is when pretentious men who like music are like, do you even know who the Beatles are? As if, <laughs> as if teenage girls aren't the reason that they're popular. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, as if the Spice Girls didn't outsell the Beatles. <laughs> One time I said to my mom, I was like, I know she's listening to this. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> One time I said to my mom, I asked my mom if she was part of Beatlemania. Mm -hmm. And she was like, how old do you yeah! think I am? What the hell? And I was like, no, no, it's not that I think you're old. It's that I don't know when the Beatles were popular. <laughs> for this assignment to the 80s, but I also really love a lot of stuff from the 70s, like Creedence Clearwater Revival and like all of Cher's career goes even further back than mm -hmm. the 80s. Mm -hmm. And it's just so good. Yeah. I am not cheating this time, but almost. <laughs> hmm. I wouldn't say that I've seen very many shows from when I, like I've seen more movies from before I was born than shows. Okay. Um, so the show that I chose to feature, season one of Friends was airing when I was born. Nice. That's cheating. It's not cheating. If you're going to let me talk about Wonderwall, which came out when I was eight months old, I can talk about Friends, which was airing. All right, you got there me like, there. Okay. There was like <laughs> ten episodes before I was born. She got me. I just basically wanted to talk about who your favorite friends were. Uh-huh. Monica and Rachel. And, and maybe we could do like a ranking of the friends. Mine is from best to worst in my brain. Sure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually get to like worse until until, num until the last one yeah. yeah and then everyone else it's just kind of my opinion yeah okay but ross is the worst can yeah. we all across the board say yes. that ross, yes, is, ross the is the worst of course right. okay so from top to bottom for me chandler monica joey rachel phoebe for me okay I'm fairly certain that's my exact right. <laughs> I remember when you guys told me that I was a Phoebe and I was upset, not because I didn't like Phoebe, but just because it felt like all of Phoebe's jokes were always, she's weird. Ah. And then every single joke about Phoebe was, ah, she's kind of weird and quirky, huh? <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Yeah. My, my rank is definitely Rachel, Monica, Chandler, Phoebe, Joey. Ross. Ross. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Probably, like... <laughs> No, it's it's Rachel, Monica, Chandler, Phoebe, Joey, everyone Carol, else, Carol and Susan, <laughs> <Yeah>. Richard. <laughs> what was the 
every other person who's ever been on the show. Ross's son, played by Cole Sprouse. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Paul Rudd. What's his name Ben. Yeah, Ben. Oh, Paul Rudd's up there. To be honest, <laughs> he was great. He was great. Crap bag. Crap bag. <laughs> <laughs> friends and i'm like this is not nearly as funny as i used to think it is but when i talk about friends with my friends then i'm like oh this is funny Mm -hmm. there's probably like a handful to like 10 to 15 episodes of friends that are like peak Mm -hmm. and then like the rest of friends is like yeah it's fine it happened (laughs) yeah i honestly the only tv that i had picked out because we weren't allowed to watch a lot of tv or play video games as a child which i think is hysterical considering we now have five podcasts in which I talk about television. Like, what was my mom thinking? What were you trying to avoid here? So the only 80s thing that I have in relation to TV is MASH, and I don't even know when MASH was on. I think MASH is older than that, but I'm not sure. Alexa, when was MASH on? There are no airings of MASH on TV in the next two weeks. Sure. It is available to stream on Disney Plus and Amazon Video. Oh. Alexa... When did MASH originally air? Here's something I found on the internet. MASH first aired on September 17, 1972 and ended Ooh. on February 21st, 1983 with 251 episodes. That's a lot wow, of episodes. a lot of MASH. My mom would watch MASH when she was pregnant with me. Uh-huh. And so when I was born, if she had MASH on, the theme song would play and my head would just turn to watch the TV. Because mm-hmm. it was like a familiar, very familiar sound to me. Mm-hmm. But That's otherwise, so like, I did not have a lot of exposure to 80s or throwback television. My television selection for the 80s is, like, pretty small. Like, Golden Girls, I definitely watched because it was always on on, like, TV land. And it's hilarious. I've been, like, re-watching episodes here and there, like, mm-hmm. this year, and it's still delightful. And then my other ones are, like animated series so like scooby-doo was still on mm. i think oh, that's, in the counts. 80s and chippendale rescue rangers is very good for children so true i watched a lot of winnie the pooh as a child and like ducktales oh. <laughs> and then obviously star trek the next generation but like that I didn't, barely counts. i didn't get into that until like two years ago and we already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talk about that subject a fair amount. So. Yeah, a reasonable yeah, uh, reasonable amount. For sure. Yeah, but like all of the other throwback for me sitcoms are like, were definitely after I was born. Yeah. So like Boy Meets World and mm-hmm. that whole era of television. Like uh, TGIF. Oh, so good. Yes. 90s stuff is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been trying to watch... Cheers. I've been very slowly watching Cheers because it's not on any uh, streaming platform for me. So I've just been like trying to find various episodes on the internet, basically, Mm. which is the same thing that happened to me with Parks and Rec. Like I I watched like the first couple episodes and then it was like as soon as it was actually available to me for me to watch, I was like, great. And then I watched it all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like as soon as Cheers is available to me, I'll be watching it. Yeah. Uh, It's just like so much work right now. (laughs) But the the episodes that I have seen, which I think is like the first six or seven, were good. And that's definitely before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> Way before you were born. I w- if Cheers ever comes up on a streaming platform here, I'll watch it with you. Okay. I've never seen it either. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I'll watch the one episode that Kate Mulgrew's in. 
So for movies, when I was in um, film school, they made me watch a bunch of old-timey movies, basically. Mm -hmm. The only one that really stuck was Singing in the Rain. It's, like, very fun, and I wa we, we all need to watch it together. Except I'm gonna skip that one scene where he's having, like, that dream, because that goes on for too long and doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Um, Robin's like, I'm editing this movie that's yeah. several years old. Well, yeah. every time I watch it, I just, like, skip through that part because I'm like, this is just a dance break, and it's not that interesting especially for the enough. plot. But, like, Debbie Reynolds is in it, and mm -hmm. it's, like, so delightful, and, like, you watch it, and you're like, yeah, this is old. <laughs> I'm smart and cultured it. for watching this old thing, <laughs> and I'm still having a good time. The story, I think, if I remember, it's been a while since I watched it, to be honest, but I remember I enjoy it every time I do. But basically, like, the famous guy and his famous friend are, like, chilling, and then um, Debbie Reynolds is, like, one of the, like, dancers who comes in. She's kind of like the singing telegram from Clue, but, like, not. Nice. Um, and she's like, ah, and he's like, hey, and she's like, no, and then he, and then he's like, please, and she's like, maybe, and then, uh, <laughs> and then they fall in love. She was too good for us. She really she was. She really was. Yeah. So, oh, and then Lena, and then Lena Lamont's in it, and she's just so great. <laughs> yeah. So my main thing was singing, was singing in the rain. I definitely, I've never seen singing in the rain, but the good morning song was my alarm mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we still need to watch. That's what I know about yeah. singing in the rain. Well, all right. <laughs> I also wanted to give a shout out to like all of the various Disney movies that came out before Pocahontas, which is the one that came out the year I was born, mm -hmm. um, that I'm sure I also love, but don't have, didn't have the wherewithal to like go check mm -hmm. what year they came out in and which one was my favorite. But I'm sure I liked many of them. <laughs> See, mine's pretty similar to Robin's in that I watched a lot of like older musicals, but mm. I did it voluntarily because mm. I don't know why. I just went through this phase where I just love because you were Julie gay, Andrews. No, but I didn't love her in a gay way. I just thought I know, she but was like, really talented. Gay people love musicals. It's true, we do. Because you're going to bring up Mary Poppins, Victor Victoria, and Sound of Music So right I now. don't really need to do my segment, <laughs> to be honest, because it's already done. No, please do. No, the one eighty thing that I was going to reference that was like a musical was Victor Victoria, because it was like the musical. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's about it. That's all I got for what, you. Well, what do you I like about it? I have seen that one. I want to hear more about what you like about it. It's a movie about drag culture, mm. which I didn't like really pick up on until I like got into drag and then I was like oh right I had already been into drag it yeah. was just a different type of drag. the reverse drag yeah, yeah. um been there <laughs> yeah exactly and like they even made like a Broadway like musical out of it but it didn't last very long because it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> so like sorry but anyway um I've watched the recording I was like this is bad <laughs> like, you, can't, mind. you can't capture the same magic without Julie Andrews no that was the thing is she was there oh Oh. Yeah, um, it just wasn't good. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it just doesn't translate. Like, you can't get in and out of drag that fast. Yeah. It doesn't work. But, yeah, that was, like, all the stuff that I, like, consumed was, like, early musicals. And then the rest mm -hmm. of it was what my mom exposed me to, which was 80s action movies. Nice. Which I'm sure no, I probably You probably have into. more, like, than me, because I'm sure that I, I listed, like, a few things, but not. Please talk about your 80s action movies. My mom raised us on, like, Back to the Future and that Star is, Wars. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, my mom was, like, a huge Star Wars fan, like, when she was a girl, so, like, she had, like, a Yoda backpack. Nice. Like, in 1978, or, 78, when did Yoda, when, 78 was when it came out, I think. 77. No, but Yoda was when the first one came out. Yeah, but Yoda wasn't in that one, was he? He wasn't in A New Hope, he was an Empire. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, they, he has to go to Dagobah yeah, yeah, yeah. to find him. 
So whenever that was, she had a Yoda backpack and an Ewok backpack. She had like a stand-up thing. Like she was like a she huge was an OG. Star Wars. Yeah, she totally was. So like we always watched those movies. We always watched like the whole Back to the Future franchise. We watched Jaws. We watched all of that because that was just like what we did on Sundays. Nice. We would do chores and watch action movies. I love that. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say True Lies because I'm oh my god, True Lies, duh. <laughs> See, 80s action movies! Yeah. Like, when you said that, I was like, she's gonna say True Lies, so please talk about it, because I didn't put that on my list, but that one's so good. I cannot keep up with the amount of them that we watch, like, over and over and over again. I'm gonna forget them. Jamie Lee Curtis, I am free on Thursday. I'm still free on Thursday. That's so fair. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not free on Thursday, but I can be free on any other day. (laughs) That's fair. I do have to work on Thursday, though. (laughs) That's true, you're not free. I wrote down a bunch of movies, including Back to the Future and Star Wars. In college, I was a film minor, so I had film classes as, like, my elective, sort of, to, like, get my film minor. And there was, I think in my screenwriting class, we were assigned to, like, pick our favorite, like, stories. And I was like, I think that Back to the Future is a perfect, like, narrative example oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of a, like a story it's it also like, a completely original franchise yeah yeah and uh yeah so back to the future is excellent i would put it on when i worked at a video store often because like the music is really good and it's also it's only pg it's very watchable yeah yeah so it's very rewatchable. yeah yeah and like honestly the whole franchise is like mm-hmm. the, the third one gets a little goofy but what third one doesn't get a little exactly. goofy you know so what i mean true, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true So I watched that and like Star Wars, I specifically remember my parents had the VHS trio of Mm. Star Wars and there was a snow day where like played outside all day and then we came in and like didn't have to go to school, which sorry to my Canadians who can't relate. (laughs) I had one snow day the entire time I was in school and it was when I was in college. I never did. Mm. I'm 40 below, you're at school. Anyway, my southern privilege. <laughs> uh, so I had a snow day, and we watched all of the Star Wars movies on VHS, and I became obsessed. That sounds awesome. Yeah. My, I had, like, such a similar day with, on a um, New Year's when my mom rented the whole Jurassic Park franchise for us. Nice. Because she was sick, and so Lindsay and I watched it, and I was like, I'm ten, and I'm afraid of this. But of course, I made it <laughs> Thanks, my favorite movie. Thanks, I'm ten. Yeah. Thanks, I'm nine. I remember watching the Jurassic Park movies when I was little as well, and I was only scared during the kitchen scene. That's because it's the most tense scene. It's so scary. But yeah, so I also wrote down uh, Indiana Jones. Oh my god, duh, Indiana Jones! Which, Brittany has only seen the first and fourth movies. Yeah, because Marion isn't in the other two. Anyway, friends who have seen all of them, please help me convince her to at least watch the third one. The, The second one is kind of skippable. Um, Isn't the second one also, like, super racist? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't watch the second one very often, yeah. but I have, I've probably seen the third one the most. All right, fair enough. And I think the third one is fantastic. So you should watch that. I've been on the <laughs> ride. I love that I ride. haven't been on the ride, because it's, it's at California, right? Yeah. Ooh. I was seen, so scared of that ride that I cried on it. I've seen the it's show so at Disney World, but I've not seen the... Well, I'm there's not a giant ride. ball. That That's what I cried at. After me. Yeah. yeah. Scary. I was like, I think I was like 12 and I was, I didn't understand that it wasn't quite real. Like I knew it wasn't real, but it was still really scary. <laughs> and, and there's this one part where like a serpent comes down at you and I was nice. like, nope, I'm done. I need the pandemic to be over so I can go to Disneyland. <laughs> All we need is a vaccine. Yeah. And then we can go do whatever we want to do. Well, 
need the world. And also money. Yeah. But otherwise, (laughs) I think those are the big, like, trilogy movies that Mm -hmm. I, uh, that I picked out. But I also picked out a lot of, like, standalone movies that are, like, staples of my Breakfast Club and... Oh, Breakfast Club. I didn't even write down Breakfast Club, even though I agree Breakfast Club is great, but it didn't, like, leave a lasting impact on me. Oh, yeah, that's... (laughs) No, that's fair. It didn't leave an impact on me either. Honestly, I think I didn't watch Breakfast Club until after it was, like... Or after I was, like, impactable. Yeah, Yeah, I was was in high school when I saw Breakfast Club. Yeah, and I was like, all right. It's a good film, but it's just like, okay. But, like... Goonies, I rewatched over and over as a kid, and the music in the Goonies is so good. And um, it's about friendship and finding buried treasure and like stopping the bad guys. Like, what more do you want? Exactly. Clue, I wrote down because Clue did come out in the 80s. Yeah. It's, I became obsessed with the movie Clue when I got, like, I was given it as a birthday gift one year because I love playing the game. And then I became obsessed with the movie where I would watch it like almost every day. That was, that was me with. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Year. I don't know what happened there. Good stuff. Yeah. I also wrote down, like, Look Who's Talking. Uh, those oh, movies yeah. were really mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Kirstie Alley is a nut now, but she was a snack in the 80s. It's true. When Harry Met Sally, classic. Mm-hmm. Big with uh, oh, Tom Oh, I know Hanks. Big. Anything Tom Hanks touches is also great. Like, I, this for- Forrest so Gump good. came up before 1995, question mark? Yes, Probably, so. yeah. Okay, I like Forrest Gump. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, like, this one stretch of, like, a week where I decided I was going to watch every Tom Hanks movie I could find streaming, mm-hmm. and then I just did it. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, I wound up watching, um... Toy Story? Money no. Pit. Which one? Money Pit. I watched that. I watched, um, Captain Phillips. Turner and Hooch. I watched Turner and Hooch. I watched, um, the one where he's the, what's it, the Saul, like, the, the pilot. Yeah. The uh, Crash in the Hudson or whatever. I watched mm-hmm. that one. I don't Cast know what away. happened to me. Cast I watched Castaway. Oh, Castaway's a good movie. I just like Tom Hanks. He's he's great. He's, he's a, a nice man. man. Yeah. I also wrote down Ghostbusters. Oh, duh. Sigourney Weaver is a god. Obviously. Nine to five. Classic. Mm-hmm. Just really delightful. Any Also, any of, like, that trio's careers from the 80s oh, and on. Oh, so good. So good. Jane Fonda in general. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton. Uh, Iconic. I recently rewatched The Outsiders. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's one. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I also, I wrote down um, Bull Durham. I watched way too young. Um, that makes sense. But it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still love it. I shouldn't have watched it at the age that I watched it. And I don't think, I don't think anyone knew I had watched it at the age that I watched it. Because I watched it and then rewound the VHS tape and put it back. You're a smart... <laughs> Why did you do that? I think my gay awakening was specifically related to Kevin Costner's love interests. That makes perfect sense. Um, so... So... <laughs> that bird also agrees. <laughs> he agrees that uh, Susan Sarandon and Mary McDonnell, um... Yeah, there you go. Were my gay awakening. There you go. Speaking of... Dances with Wolves, I also watched over and over. Oh, I rest on that movie, like, so <laughs> like, that yes! Oh, speak on it! <laughs> well, what movie did you watch with Kevin Costner's? <laughs> oh, oh, shit! <laughs> 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 what Which one did he say? What are your opinions on his current films? Does he still make that? Is Kevin Costner still alive? He's Alexa. still alive. He's currently on Yellowstone. Tell me about Kevin Costner. 
Wikipedia article on Kevin Costner. Please don't read that. Kevin Michael Costner is an American Michael. actor and filmmaker. This is very upsetting. He has received two Academy Awards. Okay. Oh. Golden Globe Awards. The Primetime Emmy Awards. Good for him. Screen Actors Guild Awards. <laughs> Would you like me to keep reading? No. no. Brittany will get mad at me. No, it's that I have to. Uh, and my other, my last movie that I wrote down was True Beverly Hills with uh, Shelley Long. Taste. From Cheers. Yeah. It's very good, and I was a Girl Scout in my youth. Uh, it's nothing like that, but it's. Uh, <laughs> True, <laughs> True nothing like that. True Beverly Hills is delightful. <laughs> All right, and thus concludes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Suits. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We love and appreciate you guys all so much. We hope that what we offer you in this podcast is worth your money. We love you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow at the Aficionados on lots of places. Mostly Twitter, though. Yeah, it's probably best. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Sam Casey's, which is S A M C A S O S. We will see you back here, same time, same place, different topic. Uh, <laughs> two weeks from now, the next episode is going up on our Star Trek feed, our Picard feed, and Brittany and Sam are going to talk about why Star Trek Discovery season three is the perfect season of television. It's true. Yeah. Is that is that a correct uh, summation of what you're going to talk That's about? That's exactly correct. That's yes. exactly what we're going to talk about. Uh, this was highly requested by our friend Dave, mm-hmm. who uh, is a subscriber to this podcast. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Um, Hi, Dave. So. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. So, yeah, we uh, are going to do that. Sorry to I... the people on the Discord server who I told the season that episode four was going to be the lost one. <laughs> uh, we want some time to rewatch the season. So. Yeah. Yeah. Discovery is fresher in mine and Brittany's minds than The Wilds is in uh, all of our minds because yeah. Discovery only ended like a few weeks ago, it feels like. And I cried watching every single episode of season three. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because it's that good. And uh, so we want some time to rewatch the, like, ten episodes of The Wilds yeah. that there are before we talk about The Wilds. Yeah. Uh, so we're educated. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Imagine us being educated. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.